Skytown. Welcome to the CHGO Sky Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. This is your podcast for all things Chicago Sky and all things WNBA. Uh, if you're wondering who the heck I am, I'm Janice Scurrio, as usual with my co-host, Sabria Whitaker. Sabria, what's up? How are you? I am doing well, all things considering. Looking forward to getting into this show today and talking more about that. I know, yeah. Um, I, I can understand why uh, you, you might be trepidatious to jump into today's show because we all know, we all know uh, what happened yesterday. Uh, so WNBA sent semifinals, uh, game one, uh, the, sky, the Sun defeated the Sky 68-63. Uh, definitely a messy game, uh, which is what uh, Sun coach Kurt Miller uh, mentioned uh, during the post game. But we'll get into that in just a little bit. But before we jump into all of that, uh, if you're not following the CHGO Sky podcast on Twitter, definitely please do so. The account for that is CHGO underscore Sky. And of course, too, uh, Definitely follow your esteemed hosts of the show. My Twitter handle is at Scuriosa, S-C-U-R-I-I-O-S-A. You can follow Sabria. Her handle is Sabria Whitaker, her first and last name all together. Um, but other, otherwise, uh, Sabria, I know it's the end of the regular WNBA season. The playoffs are well underway. So uh, last time we caught up, we talked about you throwing the first pitch at the Kane County Cougars game and how you channeled your inner Azaray Stevens and threw a wonderful first pitch strike. But uh, anyway, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, is Grow the Game doing anything lately or have you guys have a, had any uh, recent news since the last time we saw you? So no news. Um, I did get to have a very in-depth conversation with Azaray yesterday since you brought her up. Love her. Oh. her even, I mean, loved her already. Love her even more. Um, but yeah, Grow the Game is chilling right now, trying to just make it through the rest of these playoffs and get ready for NCAA women's basketball season because we will be back in win trust um in the off season which is the on season for the Paul women's basketball team so yes yeah yeah so win trust is always home but yeah what do you have going on wonderful wonderful uh not much is going on uh lately uh to be honest i mean you know uh, my other job is also covering major league baseball i have been so checked out of baseball to be honest uh, the White Sox are absolutely terrible. I went to two games this past weekend, and uh, usually by the second inning, uh, they're already losing. So I have been just so incredibly checked out. And also, too, just I'm so excited about the sky uh, in the playoffs. So yesterday I did a doubleheader. So I attended the White Sox game uh, in the afternoon uh, and was very excited to attend the game uh, later on in the evening. And so at the very end, I was very tired. Uh, but otherwise, I had all that energy, uh, just mainly uh, yeah, hoping that the sky would bring that same energy into, uh-oh. Well, were you at Saturday night's Sox game? Was that you with the sell the team sign? That was not me, actually. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was not me, actually. That was the best best photo I've seen in, in probably all year, except for when La Russa was falling asleep during the game. <laughs> 
So as this is the CHGO Sky podcast, uh, a lot of White Sox fans are very uh, disenchanted with the way Jerry Reinsdorf uh, has been running the team. Uh, so Into the it's ground. very known amongst White Sox fans that the team is not going to get sold until uh, Jerry uh, is no longer with us. Uh, so that's kind of the the situation there. But otherwise, uh, yeah, the state of the team is terrible. Half of them are injured. Uh, just they don't seem as if they'd want to play. Uh, everything no. is just uh, not only are the players just completely disengaged, the fans are checked out, too. Uh, and I consider myself a pretty uh, a pretty loyal fan for the most part. But even but even they're losing me as well. We need an Atlanta dream situation to happen with Jerry. That's what we I need. I think so. I, I, I think so as well. Yeah, I, I feel as if uh, there, there, there are a couple of fans that are, you know, starting some grassroots movements to uh, push the sale of the team. I think that's one of them. I actually do not know who those people were holding the sign. I wish I did. I've had a million people in my DMs, and by a million, I mean two. Uh, <laughs> they've been asking me, hey, like, do you know who those people were holding the sign? Because I want to hold a sign, too. Yeah, cheers so to them. This, is, this might be the, the start of a greater movement here, so... Um, anyway, uh, that is the difference between uh, Sox Town and Sky Town. Uh, just anyway, uh, fortunately, as Sky fans, we have at least something to look forward to. Uh, but as uh, Major League Baseball fans, uh, there's not really much to look forward to on that side. But, <laughs> but that's what I've been doing. Uh, so, Sabria, you were at last night, night's game, correct? Correct. Ah, okay. Yeah, were you sitting courtside as usual? Ha, no. Um, I was not sitting courtside this time. See, courtside and playoffs normally do not mix for me because obviously tickets are more in demand. Ticket prices are up here. My wallet is like down here. So you probably won't catch me courtside um, for the playoffs unless something amazing happens, but I was close enough, close enough. I felt like I could hear my cheers from my fellow Virgo sis. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday was a doozy. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So yesterday also was Ka's birthday. Uh, it was her birthday game. And also too, uh, so the both of you are Virgos, you know, earth signs uh, represent over here. So Sabria, when is your birthday? My birthday is next Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, happy early birthday. Uh, we're going to have at least two, uh, no, one more show before your actual birthday. So do you Are have any? We, is next Monday a holiday? When is? Oh, that's right. That's right. It is Labor Day. Hmm. I don't know the answer to that, Sabria. We'll figure it out. Uh, I would hope we're doing a show at some point between uh, now and, and your birthday. Um, I will have to figure that out, though. I've always worked on okay. Labor Day myself, so I don't, I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll figure it out here. Okay. I feel like we get skipped on all the holidays because all the holidays get observed on a Monday and our show is on a Monday. So I was like, I'm not sure. Is this going to be the last time we have a show before then? I don't know. But, yes, it is next Thursday. So I don't know if you all saw on Twitter. But last year, um, Kai and I had a lot of conversations last year. Got to like know her kind of well last year and i had gotten her a confetti cake last year for her birthday but after the games like 
<laughs> catching sky players after a game can be super hit or miss, especially depending on if they lost or if they won. Don't remember if they won or lost her birthday game that day, but I think they won, but I just could not find her. So I was like, look, Kai, I told you I was bringing this cake and I missed you. I don't know what door you walked out of. So then I was like, all right, we're going to try this again. So she was like, yeah, bring it to the game yesterday. So all before yesterday's game, I was really rushing to nothing but cakes for her because that is her favorite cake. She loves the confetti. And I, Ooh, as I was there, I was like, hmm. I was like, huh, let me get Rebecca a cake. So I, I hit up Rebecca's people and I'm like, hey, y'all, what is her favorite cake flavor? So I got Rebecca a cake and it was so cute. I went to the dollar store afterwards and I got one of those like little bowls that you put on gifts. So I put a gold one on top of uh, Kaz confetti because yesterday was her golden birthday, turned 20 on 28th. And then I put a silver one on Rebecca's cake to say congrats on making our rookie team. And then Woo! Anna Bonner's sister, Erica McCall, aka Bird, is also in the league. Was on um, DC's team, but got an injury earlier in the season. And so she did not play this season. But also in the league, they have the same birthday. Not the same year, but they were born like seven years apart on the same day. So I knew Bird was going to be here. So I knew I was going to see Bird. So I'm like, okay, well, I have to get Bird a cake. And if I get Bird a cake, then I have to get Dewana a cake. So more of the story is I had a bunch of cakes yesterday. <laughs> and, and then I ran into Azaree's family and they're like do you have one in there for Azaree and I was like no but I will bring her one on Wednesday so now I have to go get Azaree cake for Wednesday but everybody got their cake there though except that I have no clue where she went after the game and it's a carrot cake so I'm probably gonna eat it and maybe we'll try this again on Wednesday but oh, so yes. while you were at the Sox game I was running around with cakes is the point of that story <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. So do we have some sort of spreadsheet that's saying what the favorite cake flavors are of every member on the team yet? So so Kyle likes the confetti cake, you said. And Rebecca yes. likes, what is Rebecca's favorite cake flavor? Or chocolate was what I got. It was carrot or chocolate. But I was already getting a carrot cake. So I was like, look at the universe. I was going to give her a carrot. That's that. That is absolutely excellent. And did you find out what Azaree's favorite cake is? She's a simple cake person. She does not like coconut. Uh, she likes pound cake. She's new on the pound cake train, so she likes vanilla. So she is going to get a vanilla one. Oh my goodness, this is like really valuable information. So especially if Azaree listens to this podcast, like she already knows what she's getting. She's going to get a vanilla nothing bun cake. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Oh my goodness, speak of speak of the devil here. We've got the nothing bunt cakes. Uh, there is a basketball cake? My goodness. I didn't even know that. I did not know that. I did wow. not know that too. This is absolutely just like, I also didn't know that you could customize the color. Um, I don't know what, there was a picture of the cake a second ago. I don't know where it went though. It's, it's like uh, something's happening here. But Does yes, it, we can we can uh, we could just do all kinds of bunting with the the. <laughs> there's all kinds of options. Definitely. Uh, so one thing that we will have to put together uh, between shows is a nice spreadsheet with all of the favorite cake flavors of the team, as well as uh, their birthdays, as well as their signs too. Someone asked if Azaree is an Aquarius, uh, which 
Which she could be. I, I don't know her birthday off the top of my head. Let me look. That sounds, that tracks. Aquariuses have great energy. And I could see her being one. Yep, February 1st. She is an Aquarius, indeed. Wow. Wow, Today that's cute. <laughs> you know who else deserves a cake, though? Even though it's nowhere near her birthday, someone get Candace Parker a cake. She, she deserves yeah, a cake. Deserves a cake. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're going to talk about her amazing game in just a little bit. And just for my own sanity, I'm going to look up what her birthday and her sign is. Oh, she is an Aries, uh, April 19th. So there you go. Yes, definitely. Um, Aries typically, they, they tend to be hotheads. They tend to be just very uh, aggressive. And also that cake is hilarious. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> I know. I was annoyed that I didn't show up the first time. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if you're looking, at, if you're listening uh, to this podcast, it is essentially a bunt cake with a basketball right in the center of it. I, there are some like signs on it. One says MVP, most valuable person. That's very nice. Uh, All-star, hooray, word number one. Uh, so it just has some very generic uh, some very generic things that you might tell someone that you like a lot. Not necessarily basketball related, but uh, definitely some very nice things to get on a cake. So there you have it. There you have it. So coming up soon, we will have a complete matrix with everyone's star signs, as well as everyone's favorite cake flavor and birthdays. So... <laughs> There you have it. There you have it. <clears throat> all right. So let's get to the topic that all of us are kind of dreading to discuss. Uh, so that game one recap, the Sun defeated the Sky 68-63. So head coach Kurt Miller had this to say about the game. I say this in the nicest way possible, but we have to make this series messy. We're going to be good around the basket. We're going to rebound. We're going to defend our tails off. We have to make it messy. Uh, and we got the messy game tonight, which was our advantage. And just reading that, um, I definitely agree. It was definitely a messy game. Uh, after being undefeated in the regular season, uh, this was the first game the Sun actually won over this guy uh, all year. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Someone on the Twitter account asked me how big of a dub this was going to be. And so I kind of had to put the brakes on things just mainly because you saw how that series against the Liberty went. Uh, if we go in too confident, if we go in with all this hubris, uh, that is not necessarily the right approach to take. I said that we had to do it the Chicago way, strike early and strike often. Did this guy do that? Uh, sort of, sort of. Basically, it was that fourth quarter that definitely was telltale. And the Sky are typically a fourth quarter team, uh, but I felt as if that also uh, fell by the wayside uh, as well. But uh, going back to the regular season <clears throat> uh, record, uh, all games were single digit victories. So uh, it's not necessarily blowouts. Uh, this guy never mopped uh, the floor with the sun. Uh, all of the games were very gritty. All the games were very hard fought. Uh, this one included, this one included, there was definitely uh, some egregiously bad calls. As we see, a, co a comment said that they counted at least six non-foul call calls for the sky. Uh, they also mi missed a lot of the rim shots and turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Oh my goodness. So at this point, uh, what, what are your, what, what were your big takeaways uh, that, that, that you noticed uh, so far. We'll get into the details in a little bit, but what, what was your overall assessment of how this guy did? 
Um, uh, it was like a lot of like, ooh, it started off like, yeah, Ka, woo, wear form on your birthday and go Candace. And then it turned into, well, and then it was also like, well, Connecticut was watching some film film. Like that was probably one of the first things that came out of my mouth in the first like five minutes. And then it turned into like, oh no, what are we doing? And my favorite, use the backboard. And that is essentially how I would say that game went in my recap. Definitely. Uh, so this was a pretty terrible shooting game for the sky. Uh, there weren't really a lot of offensive boards for the sky uh, and way too many for the sun. So I pointed out via the account that there were 12 offensive boards for the sun, seven for the sky. Uh, seven is not great, especially if you're shooting 35.3 from the field. That is pretty terrible. Uh, so uh, something that the Sky PR team pointed out was that that field goal shooting is Chicago's lowest percentage in a playoff game since 2014. 2014. Uh, so it seems like a long time ago because it was. So very concerning there. A lot of inconsistencies uh, when it comes to shooting. Uh, but otherwise, it seemed to me that the sky wasn't really ready for Connecticut's defense. Uh, they did plenty of defensive stops. Uh, they forced a lot of shot clock violations. Uh, and the sky only was, they were just held to 63 points. Um, and there were definitely some chances to tie it. Uh, but yeah, that Connecticut defense really caught up. And of course, too, uh, Dewana Bonner got that tra transition basket and that sealed the win for them. Uh, but at this point, uh, you're right. I feel as if the Sun definitely did their homework. They watched that film. They knew that the Sky would uh, come up with uh, some plays, and they they countered excellently, in my opinion. Uh, but at this point, uh, yeah, <clears throat> adjustments definitely need to be made. Were were, were, were there any adjustments, say, uh, from, from your point of observation that they could do immediately? You thing I've been saying this entire time about making real-time adjustments or that mm -hmm. other thing that we've also been talking about when we talk about how James Wade essentially got executive of the year for having like the deepest bench in the league and then we get in a game and the bench is now all of a sudden shallow <laughs> yeah yeah that too <laughs> that too um, I was actually going to discuss this later on in the show, but of course, too, I am once again asking for Dana Evans minutes. We did not see Dana Evans. We did not see Ruthie Hebert. So, of course, the biggest argument against Dana Evans was that um, her size, that at 5'6", uh, she is not going to be able to post well against especially Connecticut's bigs. Uh, but if you noticed last night's uh, Connecticut's bigs uh, were still getting blocked by Candace Parker, by Ellie Quigley, of all people. So I actually didn't see why Dana Evans wouldn't be able to fit in. Um, of course, too, Julie Aleman did look better last night. Uh, she did have some missed shots. And of course, too, um, it's, it's, it's those missed shots, those small missed shots that ended up costing the entire game uh, altogether. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I definitely agree with this last comment. I think Coach Wade should throw a little shade in practice and make the team shoot bunnies hitting the backboard square. Have Azure and Allie leading the drills. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely think that's a great idea, just mainly because, um, yeah, if, if, if you absolutely just miss those bunnies, then. 
that's what loses the game. <laughs> the backboard, the backboard. Look, I get it. Like I get like as an individual player, when a lot of your opportunities, a lot of your media attention deals, what have you, all that is connected to your individual performance. And a lot of that stems from what's going to be talked about on social media. So there's that urge to do something really impressive and everybody wants to make sports center. And I'm not mad at that at all. However, just please just make the basket. Like, please just make the layup. Like, I don't care if we got to go back to the basics, like just toss it up there. Like there were some times, especially where, um, as Ray Stevens pointed out post game, that uh, ball movement is something that they definitely need to work on. And this was her entire quote. Uh, we were a little surprised by the hedging. I don't think we were prepared for that. So I think moving the ball more. I think we dribbled a little too much and that sort of put it in their favor because they were trapping a lot. And I noticed that too. Uh, they were getting their hands on a lot of balls. And the best way to combat that is just move it. And so while I agree, um, in order to move the ball, you also have to prevent turnovers from happening as well. So I pointed out uh, yesterday uh, during Ka's birthday game, uh, 13 points, three rebounds, one assist, but also she had four turnovers. Like, yikes. Um, so I think, I, I don't know if maybe that's just kind of an off game. Um, and I'm not saying that Ka played a bad game per se, but definitely it's those points off turnovers uh, certainly hurt the sky uh, greatly. Uh, Emma Mieseman definitely had an off game as well. Um, I, I saw that uh, she honestly was... Uh, she wasn't hitting a lot of her shots either. Uh, yeah, Azure and the team were jacking up rushed shots. I definitely agree. It's, it's definitely because uh, the Sun uh, the Sun defense was absolutely doing the most. Uh, so I can I, I saw a lot of hesitation when it came to moving the ball. I saw that uh, instead of uh, taking the shot herself, uh, Julie Alamond uh, tried to move the ball uh, but but failed. And the shots that she did take she ended up missing. Um, so even though she had definitely had a better game uh, than we've been talking smack about, uh, I still definitely feel as if, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't uh, one person. It was definitely a team effort when it comes to losing. But, oh my goodness. At this point, though, uh, I want to take the time to say, like, do we really have anything to be worried about? So we saw, especially in game one against the Liberty, where uh, Azure Stevens post game said that, you know, we're going to watch some film. We're going to tighten some things up. We're going to uh, make sure that we don't get got again. So uh, here, uh, Sabria, do you think that they're going to learn from this and bounce back Wednesday? Uh, just because if, like we, we, the, the sky definitely cannot leave Chicago going O2. They cannot, simply oh, cannot. Yeah, uh, absolutely not. I think someone else said it earlier and we say this all the time for whatever reason, they like their backs up against the wall. I don't understand. I would love if they could just win the first game, but like I was telling bird after the game, like, yeah, okay. Y'all have this little win. And honestly, I gave them this game to lose um, just because I knew that, Connecticut was going to come out with that chip on their shoulder, right? They got, this is where they said goodbye and went night-night last year. 
and we swept them this entire series. So, I mean, this oh. entire season. So I knew that this was going to be different. I know that playoff basketball is different and you can't really take into consideration what happened in the regular season because this isn't the regular season. So I figured that they were going to come out a little comfortable, you know, after being here a little bit of too much time off. And this is what happens. Wasn't shocking to me. Wasn't necessarily worried. And I kind of was like, well, you see what happened last time they lost game one, right? They came back and made history. Um, so hopefully that's what happens again. Um, I, I think yesterday was cute. Um, I think adjustments need to be made. Like, you know, with G is talking about, um, about Soup not having any assists till the fourth quarter. Like, right. There was, there were opportunities in quarters two and three to fix that or figure it out or adjust accordingly. That didn't happen. Um, so I don't think, I think Connecticut got, I won't say they got lucky because there were clearly times, especially in the fourth quarter where they were tired. Like Chicago has the, the stamina, they have the energy. The, really all they had to do was outrun them and actually make their shots. And we absolutely would have won that game. So I don't think that this is something that Connecticut can easily replicate. Definitely not another two times, um, in my opinion, over the next four. So yeah, maybe they had too much cake. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that had, wasn't the case. Like they would have known better, but hey. Or maybe they had happened. too little cake. I don't know. Like, but <clears throat> I think <laughs> I think maybe Sabria, we need to test that theory out. Uh just to give uh everyone cake and see how they do afterwards. But I thought this Dewana Bonner quote was in, was interesting. We hang our head on defense. When we could play defense, we're good, we're comfortable, not so much offense. If we can play defense that way, we feel comfortable to pull out any game, and I think that's what we relied on in the first quarter. Uh, so they, they definitely have beef with us. They definitely uh, remember last year, like you said, uh, that they essentially just kind of exited around this time last year. So, uh, so yeah, now of course uh, they, they definitely have something to prove. And did you see that play in the fourth quarter between uh, Ka and Courtney Williams where they're fighting over the ball uh, and they, 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 they ended up getting a double tech on that. Uh, that's when I knew that this entire series is going to be a dog fight. Uh, so uh, it, it definitely reminded me of just like, you know, like if, if you're playing with dogs and like you, you just throw a ball out and the both of them like just will not let the ball go. I feel as if at this point, both teams uh, want it so badly. And I think uh, and this was said during the post game yesterday that whoever ends up coming out victorious is going to be whoever wants it more, which, of course, like makes sense to me. I love that moment. I was so excited. I was happy. And uh, Aaliyah, like, tweeted during the game, she was like, Ka is a Virgo, and she is not letting that ball go because with them, it's a matter of principle. And I'm like, hmm, you're absolutely right. I'm glad you know that because I say that all the time. I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that Courtney didn't end up letting it go first. <laughs> so yeah. in my mind, Ka, Ka absolutely okay. won that. And it's a mental thing. That's what I was like. It was there after that, and the crowd going crazy. We absolutely should have taken that momentum and won that game. But I think we have the mental edge over them. We just have to keep it. Absolutely. Uh, so I actually didn't see that uh, it was Courtney that let go of the ball first. 
Uh, so that is good to know. I, I just knew that a double tap was called and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Um, so th that definitely set the tone for the rest of the game and also to the rest of the series too. Uh, so uh, here's another Azure quote. Uh, I think we, I think we just have to use our quickness. Uh, we have to move the ball more. Uh, our posts have to, you know, cut more. And we saw that sometimes with the guards, like we got some beautiful backdoor plays. That's the way we're going to beat them. Uh, so uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, those last minute adjustments, like you said, uh, and I think I, I feel as if the bench needs to be unleashed here. Uh, I think uh, Rebecca's great. Azure is great. Uh, I mean, Julie is is okay. <laughs> but I think too, like 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 we need to see Dana. We need to see Ruthie. Uh, just mainly because we can't talk about how incredibly like deep this bench is and only see three people play game after game after game. Um, goodness, uh, but. Anyway, uh, we'll talk a little bit about perhaps the best performance uh, from Candace Parker uh, that we've seen, or honestly, the best performance we've seen from anyone in quite a bit, uh, right after I tell you a little bit about points bet. So, of course, too, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you're enjoying uh WNBA basketball, then definitely support CHGO. Download the PointsBet app, use code CHGO when you sign up. Do that right now, get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Uh, and if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership and that unlocks all of our web content. You'll get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. There is a really cool sky shirt, still plenty of time to get that order in and cheer the sky. Oh, there we go. We got, we got Lawrence oh, yeah, I, in person. It I is just took advantage of that summer sale and finally got myself the Sky one. It's beautiful. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, like They were actually sold out of my size, but I didn't care. I, I just bought one anyway. Um, <laughs> so not only supporting us, but also, too, showing your love for one of the only competent teams in Chicago sports. I'm Correct. counting uh, us and the Red Stars. I don't follow soccer, but I think the Red Stars are uh, good. They're kind of they're kind of mid right now. They're they're in a bad trend, but they did win big over the weekend, so they bounced, they got off the Schneid. But uh, things are I don't know. It's a little tough. They're, they have a lot of injuries this year, but whatever. That's a whole other podcast. All good. All good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, so as of right now, the only competent Chicago team uh, right now uh, are the Chicago Skies. So come out and support them. And when you do that, you also support us too. And I'm sure you like us, right? So uh, definitely do that. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help it out. Uh, online signup is also available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the performance heard around the world. So I saw your tweet yesterday about Candace Parker, Sabria. You said that 
Her performance was giving MVP. I definitely agree. I thought, honestly, she was headed towards a 2020 game, which has never been done before in WNBA history. I was talking to uh, my friend Chris Pennant, who was sitting next to me uh, throughout the course of the game, and we just kept on talking about how incredibly impressive Candace was. Not only was she landing shots, uh, she was also getting boards. Uh, I, I believe she got most of the sky's offensive boards last night as well. Uh, she was also just putting up those blocks, uh, six blocks. Uh, there was seven total blocks from the sky, uh, Candace Parker, getting six of them, one of them by Allie Quigley, as well as four steals. She was essentially doing it on both sides of the court. So uh, she also fell one steal short of recording the second five by five game in league history, uh, something she achieved during her rookie season in 2008. So uh, she almost ran it back. She almost ran it back. But otherwise, uh, even though uh, the sky took the L, this was still just an incredible game uh, by Candace Parker. So uh, besides, I, I know I know you thought that the performance was definitely giving MVP. Uh, what were your your thoughts about Candace Parker's game last night? Oh, Candace. I was so close to making a tweet that was like, I'm old Holly, my ass, Candace. Like, where? <laughs> where? Because you really just put up a whole stat that no one has ever put up before. And I feel like we end up having this conversation like every few weeks. I'm just, I was so happy. And I wish she would have gotten four more blocks. If we had made all of our shots, um, and we were talking about this before the show started, I think before you even came on, if she had made four more blocks and the shots were falling like they were supposed to, she probably would have had like a quadruple double. And she would absolutely be well on her way to a championship and a finals MVP. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just the potential quadruple double there. Just really, uh, just, I, I saw that around the second quarter, I was like, okay, so, uh, Candace Parker, triple double watch. And I actually have thought about that several games before just covering this team all season where there have been a handful of games, especially leading to the postseason, where I'm like, Candace could do it. Candace could get a, another triple double. Uh, and so she's come close uh, a handful of times. And the fact that she's now doing this in the postseason when her team needs her the most. Uh, and yeah, it is absolutely wild that Candace almost single-handedly beat the sun by herself. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, th this is a team effort. And of course, too, uh, Candace can't be the only one on the team outperforming uh the Connecticut Sun. So, uh, so yeah, uh, unfortunately, this guy still had to take the L there. So, uh, no, you're absolutely right that this was like giving MVP for sure. Definitely giving MVP. Like, mm -hmm. I need us, I need her to have the finals MVP and the trophy when it's all set in period. So, the rest of the team, I don't know, they better have a conversation. They better reach deep down in their bags. Maybe everybody needs to think it's their birthday the next game. I don't know, but they better figure it out. Definitely. Uh, one other thing that this guy definitely need to figure out, and we've talked about this before on the show. Uh, so living and dying by the three. 
Uh, so the three-point slump still continues. And I definitely kind of saw that the Sun were taking a page out of the Aces playbook by cl clogging the paint, or at least trying to. I felt as if they were le less effective of doing that than the Aces have been. Uh, and so as a result, they're kind of forcing all these awkward threes. So I want to blame this more on the Sky's inability to really shoot threes at this point. Uh, Allie quickly went 0 for 5 for uh, from three, and I think that's concerning. Uh, the entire team went eight for 30. Yikes. Uh, that is not great. And so... Well, you know um, the problem today was? I guess we will never know because she was sitting on the bench. <laughs> we would never know. We would, we would never know. Um, but, oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Courtney Vandersloot also did not really have a great game. Uh, neither did Emma Mieseman. But uh, like we said before, uh, Coach Wade needs to know that not everyone is going to be on their game every game. And I know it is the postseason. Everyone just definitely needs to be reminded of that. But if one thing does not work, you have to try something else. So in that case, uh, yeah, if Sloot or, or Quiggs uh, just don't really have it. Yeah, it, it is it is time to unleash Dana Evans. And I, I, I think I, I, at this point, I am just getting so upset that I am simply asking. I, 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 I am once again asking for Dana Evans minutes um, at this point. I don't want to hear that she's short. I don't want to hear that she hasn't played in a while. Uh, but the thing is, though, it's like, all right, whose fault is that as well? Uh, it just seems like a lot of, I don't know, I, I feel as if that Coach Wade is probably afraid to put her in. I think Dana herself definitely is wondering the same thing. Um, I mean, but... I get it. It is big. Like, I, I get it with the perceived mismatch, but I think we talked about this earlier, like, a while ago, where I was like, yeah, our starters are doing great, but I'm worried that the – bench is sitting on the bench too long and he needed to find a way to get them in the rotations on a consistent basis so that when we got to this moment the excuse couldn't have been well they've been on the bench and they're not ready or whatever but that's a problem that's a problem and i think and I think maybe if uh, minutes were the issue or the fact that they were sitting for too long, uh, the time to, to have done that was when the sky had already clinched. Uh, they're already in the playoffs. So, of course, too, it's good to get everyone their minutes, make sure everyone is fresh, make sure that everyone uh, can hit their buckets, uh, just mainly so when the postseason hits. Uh, no one looks bewildered on the floor or no one looks uh, absolutely like they haven't played in like four or five yeah. games. Oh, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. So other than that, um, <clears throat> the whole mood, uh, I don't know, that, that, that fourth quarter to me, uh, as soon as I, 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 they had me believing up until like there was 17 minutes or 17 seconds left in regulation. And as soon as uh, Candace missed that last three and Dewana Bonner made that last basket, I'm just like, they're cooked. They're absolutely cooked. They gave up. They they cooked themselves. Like when you said earlier, oh, the sun defeated. And I started to like be like, well, actually defeated is a strong word. I think the sky just won and we defeated ourselves because that whole like last couple of seconds was hard to watch. Like, don't give up. Like, because you don't want to leave the court with that attitude or that feeling 
and then that's probably what you're going to get when you come back on. Just finish the game out. Like, somebody could have chased us. Somebody maybe could have got a block. I mean, I know Dewan is tall and everything, but y'all could have tried anything. <laughs> but we'll get it together. It's okay. We'll get it together. I'm not upset. We're, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, I, I think at this point, I mean, it, it's completely okay to be disappointed by a loss, uh, just mainly because we expect more, and rightfully so. Uh, so this guy will have another chance to... Uh, make us less worried on Wednesday. Uh, so uh, we have a question from Avir. So what happened to Lee? Uh, so related to our conversation about the bench, uh, Lee was not getting enough minutes. Uh, so she was actually uh, uh, scooped back up by the Chinese national team to get ready for the World Cup. And the reasoning uh by uh, or, or, or the reason uh, was that she wasn't getting enough minutes off the bench. So kind of similar to the whole Dana and Ruthie situation, uh, Lee was definitely just kind of, yeah, not, yeah, just, just not playing. So as a result, uh, China was like, yeah, we're going to need her back for the World Cup. Uh, so uh, we, or at least uh, Lee will, will be back next season, uh, but uh, she will not be with us for the rest of the postseason. So so there you have it. Um, yeah, someone brought up that the Suns point guard is also small as well. That's Natisha Heideman. Uh, and also, too, like she's absolutely scrappy, uh, just a fantastic shooter herself. I remember her from last season. Uh, she's yeah, I, I, I feel as if, yeah, uh, Dana, Dana's a bucket. And like if if Heideman can be out there, so can Dana. Agreed. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, so I believe I already have talked all of my points for yesterday's game. Overall, just very disappointing. I, I agree with you that this guy definitely defeated themselves. I felt as if like this definitely was within reach. Uh, it was those small shots. Uh, and of course, too, if you miss those shots, uh, that loses ball games. Uh, the other thing I did notice, though, is that this guy really didn't go in the line all that much. And so I've said all season that this team is a very good free throw shooting team. Uh, I've heard from people that yesterday's refereeing was especially terrible. Uh, wh what was your take on yesterday's referees? Um, super inconsistent. There were a lot of things that were blatant that did not get called on the other end from fouls to travels to over the backs like it was just blatant. Um, I read somewhere yesterday that at some point maybe there were only eight fouls called. I don't know, like if it was like a specific quarter, maybe, or if it was just for one team or both teams all together. I think it was maybe all together, and they were like that was like a playoff record for like the fewest fouls being called. And then someone else pointed out today that the lead ref from last night was also the lead ref when we lost the first game to New York. <laughs> so oh my goodness. I didn't know that. To, I, I did not notice until we pointed that out. Yeah. Cannot confirm or deny. I just saw the tweet on the timeline. So that's what's uh what the what's being said again can't confirm or deny. Clearly needs to go figure that out. Um but yeah it was weird. Very weird. Didn't like it. But at the same time I get it. And here's why. On the way to the game, I was joking with a bird that um, last year, I was like, girl, did you see my tweet last year where we were talking about um, first team, like all foul calls and the people who are whining about the fouls and 
we took a vote and it was like A.T., Dewana, and Candace. And I think maybe Skylar Diggins were like, or and I think maybe D.T. were like all yeah. like the, the five people. So it's like, I was like, the rest going to be in for a rude awakening between Dewana, Alyssa, uh, Dewana, Alyssa Thomas, and Candace. So I think the refs might have caught on to that. And they went into the game with like, a, I'm not hearing it. Like, I don't want to hear it mentality. And maybe that's what happened as a result. I don't know. But I get it. If that's the case, I get it. Because the three of them have never fouled in their life and always want a foul call. But I'm not <laughs> mad at it. Oh, absolutely. I, I already know uh, Candace's th- theatrics. And so, uh, like, say, uh, in, in the in the far-off future when Candace retires, not now, not anytime soon, because I want her to play forever and ever and ever, uh, perhaps maybe a career in acting might be in Candace's future, just mainly because I have mastered her. What? Me? What? I, I have absolutely like I have mastered all of her facial expressions whenever she is trying to express that I got called. Right. <laughs> her looks of bewilderment are one thing that I will never forget. <clears throat> never. But uh, yeah, even though there was some pretty terrible refereeing, uh, I feel as if, yeah, this guy should be still held responsible uh, for that loss. Uh, but Another chance is coming. Uh, so game two uh, on Wednesday in Chicago. That's going to be on ESPN2? That's not right. I mean, like, maybe it is right, but I honestly think it should be on regular TV. Yes, all, of games, all of the games for this series, as of yesterday, are slated to be on ESPN2. Uh, so I guess uh, once you're on ESPN2, uh, or better yet, just show up for the game. Uh, I think... Uh, more butts could have been in seats at Wintrust, uh, even though I believe it was a close to being sold out game. Um, I think I, I convinced a couple of friends of mine to attend last minute and they were able to get some pretty decent tickets. But still, though, instead of just watching it on ESPN, too, I would say show up, show out, make Wintrust super loud. Uh, but that is happening. Uh, tip off is at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, so definitely, definitely be there. Sabria, I, I must, I'm assuming that, and I, I already know the answer to this question, but you will be there. Is that right? I will be there. Yes, we'll be there. Wonderful, wonderful. As will I. I wouldn't miss this game for the world. It's going to be excellent. At least I hope it is. And hopefully this guy uh, actually do review that video. Their backs are once again up the wall. Uh and of course, too, I think one of my favorite players to listen speak, especially post-game, is Azure Stevens. I feel as if that uh, even after losses, uh, the team definitely sends her out there. She almost is sort of like uh, PR crowd control, just mainly because she always knows what to say. She always knows how to properly assess the situation and wrap it up in a nice little package and also just tell the media like what exactly there is to be done. But of course, I mean, you've spoken to her too. Um, you know all about her conf- confetti cakes. Maybe on Wednesday, I'll have a conf- conf- confetti cake for her ready. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, other than that, Uh, Looking forward to Wednesday's game. But anyway, uh, if you haven't signed up already, I believe the CHGO uh, YouTube account is getting, uh, I can't remember how many subscribers we have, but it's a lot. But we're getting close to a milestone. I believe it's 20,000. I believe it's 20,000 subscribers already. So I think that's pretty great. Uh, We've been in 
our, our inception was back in May. So the fact that, or no, it was April, April, that's right. Uh, so the fact that uh, we've gotten this far with all of your support, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, so thank you all for watching and subscribing. And so, what's up? Wasn't it March? Because our wasn't fourth March. show. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was in March. Yeah, because uh, that was Chicago's birthday, uh, which is also in March. Uh, so there you go. So March through August, uh, we've definitely enjoyed uh, just bringing great coverage to you, uh, not only on the sky, but all Chicago sports as well. Uh, we love this city. Uh, it is our home and we hope you love it as much as we do. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in every Monday. Uh, but of course, too, if you love what we do, uh, why not sign up? I mean, it's, it's cool that you've subscribed, but if you sign up for CHGO, you get podcasts and live shows on every team every day. Post-game shows, written content for all members at chgo.com. Dope merch, including the wonderful Sky shirt uh, that our wonderful producer, Lawrence, just showed us. Uh, and yeah, you, you get that shirt for free when you become a member. And you also get access to a members-only Discord called the CHGO Challenge. Uh, here it is again. Here is the shirt. It is so cool. So very awesome. Very slick. Mine is coming in the mail very soon. So uh, if you want to look like me and uh, like, I don't blame you if you do, I don't blame you if you don't. Uh, so. Or me. You don't look like me. <laughs> Absolutely. You, like, you, you have your choice of looking like either me or Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> Sabria has the shirt too. So you have your yeah. choice of looking like Sabria as well. So there you have it. So thank you for your support and thank you for uh, listening to us chop it up every Monday at 5.30. Uh, so coming up next is one of my favorite segments titled Court of Law, which is, I don't have the gavel or the uh, the sound, but just imagine a, um, just imagine that sound, uh, just mainly because we will be reading some court cases uh, before the Honorable Sabria Whitaker and we will get her ruling on a couple of things. All right, so Sabria, you sent me this tweet that someone was in your mentions uh, about calling Candace Parker CP3. And first of all, I also thought, I, I don't think this person is engaging in good faith. It is definitely a bad faith question. Maybe it's to get more engagement. What, what? <laughs> first of all, like any, Chicago Sky fan or WNBA fan that has eyes, has ears, and uh, has a great perception of the world knows that everyone's been calling Candace Parker CP3 since the dawn of time. But of course, as everyone knows, there is also an MNBA player, Chris Paul, who was also referred to as CP3. Um, and also too, in this tweet, brought up by the Hoopstresses, Chris Paul got no issues with Candace being called CP3, which is, by the way, her rightful nickname, and the men are having meltdowns. Why? Uh, I think this also poses the eternal question, uh, why are men, I mean, of course, like, not all men before anyone jumps in with that, but uh, this is another case of the men not being okay. Yeah, men are not okay, Respect majority sorry i don't get it it's just like oh my gosh like i know that if you follow me on twitter you're gonna see me take things personally about certain players because i know those players 
personally. So it always gets a little weird to me when I get these reactions and I'm like, dude, he doesn't know that you exist and you are not on his payroll. So I even had to ask Chris, like, can you please come, come get some of these people out of my mentions and get them some help? Because I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, I know a while ago, there's a rapper named Cash Doll. And um, she has some lyrics where she calls herself KD. And one time she tweeted something that was very specific, like just the language being used was very specific to what something a woman would say. But she said KD. And so then Kevin Durant like jokingly came and was like, come on, dude, like you got to find another nickname. And it was all fun and games. And it was funny. It was cute. Like he knows that her initials are cash doll the same way his being KD, Kevin Durant, like, it's fine. Chris, no problem with this, so why do you? Other people are like, well, he had the nickname first. And people are like, well, Candace has had it since she was at Tennessee. Well, Chris Paul has had it his whole life because his father is Chris Paul and his brother is Chris Paul the second. He's CP3. Okay, thank you for that history lesson. I'm glad you were able to go through the family's house and find the birth certificates and the mementos and give us that long drawn out story that's fine but also like in this comment right here now you all have chris paul catching strays for no reason because most of the comments are like well she has two rings uh mvp like all these awards that he does not have like she's in the playoffs actually making it to the next round what happened to him right like don't have your fave catching strays because you want to bring him into a conversation that no one is talking about like it's okay that both of them have this same nickname because they have the same initials and we're the same number like i said if he does not have a problem with it why do you why are you spending your time on the internet talking to me about this at your big age how did you find my feet why are you all still responding? Like giving me these long drawn out scenarios. And then when I respond in a smart way to your smart question, now it's, well, he clearly didn't know and you didn't have to get smart with him. Google is right there, but he did know because telling me, oh, it's probably for engagement. is like you said, you were trying to be funny and you want to be funny, baby, I'm going to be hilarious. So moral of that story is stop coming in my mentions trying to be funny because I have time. I have the jokes. And I will be hilarious. You want to go low, I will go to hell. Okay. I don't have to be the bigger person. I don't have to take it up here because you want to take it in. I'm tired. I don't want to do it anymore. I've been fighting for my life, arguing with people on Twitter all season. Okay. I am now in my playoffs. Okay. And I am tired. So let's not do that. So I'm just going to rule and say that everybody who is doing this crying and all this dramatic stuff in my mentions over somebody who does not know them will never know them will never acknowledge them will not send a thank you for trying to protect his nickname on his behalf i rule all of y'all into some therapy truly <laughs> and get a job and get a job and do something else out of my mentions so that's my ruling <laughs> next case <laughs> A quick comment on that, like the one thing that I've also noticed when it comes to a lot of men on Twitter is that even if you are trying to be funny, there is always going to be someone trying to be funnier. And it's just like, no, just don't. It's like, 
no matter how funny you think you are, like, I am always going to be funnier. So just don't try. Just don't try. But anyway, I, I definitely don't think, like, especially if, if, if he, 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 was, he was not playing stupid at all. Uh, he definitely was like, like, they can't have the same nickname. But like, why? Like, what rule was made up saying that they can't have the same nickname? And I also, too, think, like, Chris Paul shouldn't be catching strays for that either. So. <laughs> well, tell his comrades to pipe it down a little bit because we have time over here in W Twitter. We don't have another game till Wednesday. We got all day. <laughs> We've got all day to fight. Um, all right. So case number two, we got this tweet from Lindsay D'Arcangelo. D- D- so uh, this was released by Las Vegas PR. Uh, so this is uh, when you read through this, uh, basically it is chastising uh, media members to remain in their assigned seats. You shouldn't be eating in the courtside club. Uh, so your credential allows you to cover the game. It doesn't permit you to bring friends to the game or take them to back of house. Uh, but bottom line is, if you wish to attend the game as a fan, please purchase a ticket. So, of course, too, anyone who is unable to comply with these requests, you will have your credentials taken from them and will not be permitted to cover Aces games in the future. Uh, first of all, the way this is written is pretty hilarious. Uh, so just given the context here, I would assume that maybe some media members were acting a fool and just absolutely um, uh, wilin, as the kids say. Uh, but I don't know the backstory. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. I know what actually happened here. Um, like, what happened here? Who who in the Las Vegas media was was acting up? That's what everyone is trying to figure out. I have no clue what sparked this, but it has now turn into a different Twitter debate of influencers versus journalists. And everyone is kind of taking the tone to be that, let's get back to actual journalists. Um, A lot of journalists are like, well, we do our jobs and we work so hard. And these influencers are making it harder for us. Someone in my mentions just said too many groupies are trying to pretend to be journalists, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so my thoughts on this, And again, this is me speaking as someone who was first credentialed with the Chicago Sky in 2014. I have been as a journalist writing in print media and interviewing WNBA players as well as musicians, NBA players, and other athletes since 2010. I understand journalism. I understand what it means to be a writer. I understand ethics, all of those things. And now I am not a journalist. That training will never leave me. The lens of being a journalist will never leave me. So I understand trying to prove your worth and work your way into an industry and get respect from teams and players. I understand that completely. But in this year of 2022, what we're not going to do is discount influencers or commentators. In this space, which I have said to you, which I have said all the time, I do not consider myself a journalist. I am a commentator. I comment on things and happenings and I say them here. But in my other space as apparently what some people consider me to be an influencer from what I did with Grow the Game. And literally me being at games as a paying fan, putting it on social media, truly has created influence that has caused me to sell 
thousands of dollars in tickets for a specific team, work with the league in engagement and fan engagement activities, and create meaningful discourse on Twitter where true WNBA and other sports, but true media ESPN journalists literally know my name, okay? So this is me having been in both of those spaces. In the year 2022, neither one of those to me are more important than the other. As a journalist, that person is there to cover the game and give you and meet their deadlines, right? But now fans want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Let me see the fits. Like you wanted to know who let go of the ball first. There are other things that people want to know and engage with on a personal level with players that to me are actually inappropriate for journalists. And so while the hot topic of the conversation is now, well, influencers and commentators are being inappropriate and they are not journalists, I think that line goes both ways and that there should be access giving to influencers and commentators who are not journalists but deserve certain things too and should be a credentialed member. If you don't want to call it media, fine. If you want to call it influencer credential, I don't care. Just credential them differently. If I'm at a game, I do think I need to be credentialed. Why? Because I need to be able to get certain things of what's going on with the fans, what's going on with the players, what's going on behind the scenes. I pay for all of my tickets when I go to Sky Games. As someone who sells Sky tickets, I either get them gifted to me from other people who have bought their tickets, but I am never in a Sky Game credentialed like to be a fan, right? I don't want to pay for all of my tickets all the time, especially because I feel like I'm getting them money for people who are paying for tickets. As someone who is heavily invested in the community, who has relationships with players past and present, I would like an opportunity to be credentialed of some sort. Give me early access. I want to be in shoot around. I want to be there with the fit. Hey, where'd you get this from? Like certain fan engagement. There are certain things that I just want to be able to do that can show that access. One, not only the player content, because Players have content, right? How yeah, dope right. would it be to have certain influencers do those collabs in real time? And maybe after the media room or before the media room, maybe they do something on social. That could be a whole thing that's not being done because we're so hell-bent on grouping everybody as a journalist, as media, and that's not the case. And it's okay to understand that they're different. It's okay to break them up, and it's okay to give them separate credentials. But there are a lot of things that I feel like my experiences and my documentation on social media has given teams and players a specific return on investment. It is a mutually beneficial relationship and should be treated as such. So let's not start shitting on people today, journalists, writers, reporters. I understand that your degree is different and you have earned it. I have also earned my communications degree. And even those who don't have degrees are good at their jobs, they have the followers, they're getting engagement. Let's put some respect on influencers, okay? Because these professional leagues and these professional sports organizations are absolutely having conversations about influencers and their integrated marketing campaigns and just marketing in general and activations. It's now money. It's a brand. Let's respect them as such. And that is how I feel on that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just mainly because you would think that influencers should Definitely, like there definitely should be some inclusion when it comes to influencers, just mainly because yes, that's how, you know, uh, especially if someone has a huge following and they have a pretty like wide reach, that is how you quote unquote grow the game. 
And so, of course, like a journalist can tell you, like, say, points of, say, did this this person do this? Yes. Um, so what is going to happen next time around? So, of course, too, I mean, you could expect a journalist to also do that as well. But also, too, like not all journalists are influencers and not all influencers are journalists. So, uh, exactly. so yeah. <laughs> all right. So you're ruling on that. I, if, if anyone, who are you holding in contempt or I'm I guess- all, all of the people right now being shady to influencers and commentators, like I understand there is a line and they should not be parading as journalists, but give them another avenue and opportunity to do the job so that we don't have this disconnect anymore and just stop being shady. So I'm holding everybody in, involved in contempt from the teams to the journalists to the influencers who are posing as journalists. Everybody's held in contempt. And that's my ruling. All right. On that note, that's pretty much today's show. Uh, don't be shady uh, is the big takeaway that I can leave you here today. But uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be back uh, maybe next week. I know next week is a holiday and uh, also too, it is also Sabria's birthday. So we'll be back with you next week. Hopefully we've got some good news to talk about by the time uh, we get back to you next week. I, I said that twice in one sentence. Oh my goodness. But anyway, uh, don't be shady. Sky in four. Uh, follow us. CHGO underscore Sky. As always, I'm Janice Gurrio. And I'm Sabrina Whitaker. All right. Peace out and Sky in four. Sky in four.